You are listening to the Building Up Podcast, part of the Bible teaching ministry of Agape Church in Pinson, Alabama. To learn more about Agape, please visit us online at agapepinson.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number three of the Building Up Podcast. I am David, and I am so thankful that you have chosen to give us your time today, and, and I have prayed for you that this would be time well spent. Our topic on this episode is obeying God. Now, I, I believe there's a wide spectrum of teaching on the topic of obedience. There are those who would say that God does not require people to obey uh, on this side of the cross after the resurrection of Jesus, or even in general, that uh, you know God is love and and and. What they mean by God is love is that God is not concerned with our actions or our obedience. He just lets people live their lives. Now, others not only believe that it is expected for you to obey, but they have made obedience the means by which we find favor with God, that you must obey and keep the rules in order for God to be pleased with you or to uh, to love you. And so there are a variety of beliefs. Uh, maybe those are kind of the two experiences extremes on the spectrum, and and there's a variety of beliefs in between those two. My goal today is to try and provide you with at least a beginning framework from the Bible to understand what the role of obedience is in the life of a Christian. So there there are three questions that we're going to try and tackle today. Number one, why is obeying God so hard for us? Uh, number two, what does God really expect of us? And number three, what should be our goal when it comes to obedience? So let's let's get right into this. Uh, first of all, why why is obeying so hard? Why do we even need to talk about this in such a way of uh, you know because we know it's difficult? Now, if your answer is well, obedience is hard because I don't want to do it, then you're probably on the right track. The main problem is our heart, the internal source from which all external actions originate. Proverbs 4.23 tells us to keep our heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. So what you say, how you act, how you react, how you think, how you view the world, how you treat people, the driving force behind all of that is your heart. I want to encourage you when we're done with this podcast, uh, read what Jesus taught about this in Luke chapter 6, verse 44 through 49. Jot that down, Luke chapter 6, verse 44 through 49 as some follow-up verses. So all of our actions flow out of our heart, and the Bible teaches that because of the rebellion of man, where man rebelled against God in Genesis 3, Every human being is born with a heart that is naturally inclined toward rebellion. No one seeks God or naturally loves the commands of God all on their own. That's according to Romans chapter 3. The internal disposition that you and I are born with makes sustained obedience impossible. Now, in addition to this heart that is naturally inclined to rebellion, there are other factors that work against us as well that makes obedience really hard. We have an enemy, uh, Satan, who is the father of deception. And Satan, the Bible tells us, wages war against our souls through temptation. And Satan, because he is the father of deception, he is able to disguise the deadly nature of sin 
and he makes uh, disobeying God appear to be very attractive to our flesh. In other words, it's something that we really want to do. It's something that we don't easily see the danger in. Now, another factor is the world we live in. The world that we live in is corrupt, and it offers us daily temptations towards sin. Another factor may be the company that we keep. The company that we keep can have a grave impact on our ability to obey God, as does our limited view of what's really good for us. God's ways are not our ways. God's thoughts are not like ours. Isaiah 55 teaches us that. So often what God says is the right thing for us to do is actually counter to our own natural sense of what's right or wrong. We may read something in the Bible like, do good to your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, and we're like, really God? <laughs> you know, We can't see how that is the best course of action. And then couple all of that with the fact that we're impatient. We're impatient for results. And, and often we may fail to obey or find it really hard to obey because we just don't know that this works for us. Maybe we think, you know, it works for other people. They get results from it, but I, I just don't see it in my life when I obey. So all of these complexities form this uh, paradigm where it's really difficult for us to obey. And it leads us to this question, well, what does God really expect of us? Like, it's really hard to obey him. Is, is that really what God expects? My answer to that question is this. The Bible shows that obedience is both a requirement of God and a gift from God. Let me try to show you that from Scripture. First of all, I think obedience as a requirement of God is taught throughout the New Testament. But I will, for the purpose of this podcast, point you to Romans chapter 8, verse 13. Romans chapter 8, verse 13 teaches us, warns us, that if you continue to live directed by your inclination to sin, if you continue to live according to the flesh, then you will die. And what it means by that is you will die an eternal death. But that same passage says, if by the Spirit you put to death disobedience, then you will live. Sin always brings destruction wherever it's found. And the reason God hates sin so much and the reason he wants to rid our life of sin is because ultimately it is sin that kills us. So obedience is absolutely necessary. It's absolutely required. But the words in Romans 8.13, by the Spirit, if by the Spirit you put to death sin, Those words indicate that the ability to obey God doesn't come from within ourselves. And the gospel teaches us this. The gospel teaches that that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to live as a man among us, perfect in obedience. But he also sent him to die a sinner's death. So even though he was perfect in obedience, Jesus received the punishment that you and I deserved because of our sin. So on the cross, Jesus was credited by God with the guilt of sin, so that as God calls someone to himself and they respond in saving belief and repentance, then that perfect obedience of Jesus is credited to them. You can look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 to see this written out in Scripture. Jesus called this being born again, where we respond to God's call with repentance and 
we receive a new heart. God miraculously grants us a new heart. And that new heart desires to obey Him. It replaces that rebellious heart that we talked about a moment ago. And God, furthermore, gives us His Spirit to live in us to empower our will in obedience. So I know all of that seems like it's hard for us to even imagine, but we're called to believe these things by faith because this is what God does for those who turn to Him. So I think when we ask the question, what does God really expect to us, uh, expect from us? The best answer is probably found in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13 which says, Therefore, beloved, as you have always obeyed, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work for His good pleasure. So really meditate on that verse, or those two verses, and understand, church, we must strive to obey God. It is absolutely necessary. But at the same time, we must understand we cannot obey God without God's help. And this is help that God graciously and abundantly gives to those who will ask Him. So take any thought out of your mind that you must obey in your own power in order to be loved by God or in order for God to be pleased with you. Rather, know that as a born-again believer, you are free to strive to obey God because of His love for you and because of the power that He offers to you. So our, our, final, question, our final question was this. What, what should be our goal when it comes to obedience? In summary, what are we aiming for? And I, I want to point you to Luke 5. I think there's this amazing, beautiful picture of obedience in Luke chapter 5. What you have there is this group of fishermen who had been laboring all night trying for a catch and they brought nothing in except frustration. And that next morning, they encountered Jesus. And Jesus tells them, go back out into the deep water and put your nets down. And one of the men, Simon Peter, responded to Jesus this way. And I just love this verse. Master, we toiled all night and took in nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. Church, that's the goal. To be people who trust Jesus so much that we're willing to let down our nets when he says to. To be people willing to obey even when it's hard, even when what he is asking doesn't make sense to us, even when we do not see our expected results right away, even when our flesh is pulling us in a in a totally different direction, even when it costs us a friendship or a job or a dream, let's let down the nets at his word. And we're only going to reach this goal with God's help. So I'll end this podcast today asking the question, would you seek to obey God by asking God to change your heart and help your heart and give you the power of His Spirit? Because He will. I pray this time in God's Word is going to bear fruit of obedience in your life for God's glory. If you have any questions about this teaching or if you want to suggest a topic for a future episode, email us at info at agapepinson.com. Thank you for joining us. Let me encourage you to rely on Jesus. Grace and peace to you. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast. 
If you would like to subscribe to future episodes, you can search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcatcher or visit us on our website at agapepinson.com.